It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We're at the State Farm Center tonight instead of the Esquire, Illinois basketball tonight. The first of uh, a busy week of three games for the Fighting Illini against Nebraska tonight at Northwestern on Thursday and against Indiana coming up Sunday afternoon. Matt Daniels has the half hour off as we're here with you until uh, game day tonight. Scott Ritchie's here. Bob Ostmussen is here. Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. Scott? Yeah, just ready for the first of what's going to end up being a busy week of Illinois basketball. News today, Io Dusumu, Big Ten Player of the Week, for the first time. Yeah, and I mean, certainly earned it with a, a really terrific outing against Penn State. And I mean, there have been some other times this season where he probably had the the numbers and the the performances to get there no, most notably uh the week where you know he hit that game winner against Michigan but in that same week Jalen Smith from Maryland right. I think averaged like 27 points and 14 rebounds or something kind of crazy like that so he won it but uh not a not a bad time to get your first Big 10 player of the week award you know coming off of a of an injury does does the story going to go into that award the fact that he wasn't sure to play do you think that was taken into account well i, I, mean, I think just the fact that he dropped 24 points on well, penn state and was the reason illinois beat a top 10 team sure. on the road okay uh, did enough you know just with the maybe the added bonus that he was sort of a, a game time decision. right pretty amazing the uh, new AP poll came out earlier today. Illinois is not in it. They're just on the outside looking in at uh, 27th. How do you have them? I had them at 22. And I thought just the kind of the all of the events of last week where I believe 15 of the top 25 teams wow. lost at least one game last week, um, coupled with Illinois' win against uh, Penn State, a team that was ranked number nine uh, at the time, would would be enough to get them back in the poll. Uh, just just missed, so uh, I wasn't totally wrong, but uh, they're just a couple votes shy uh, of being ranked after a, a one-week hiatus. So it'll be two weeks. I, I think they'll be ranked next week. So I think they'll win tonight, win Thursday, and win su- Sunday. So I think they'll be ranked next week. You'll be you'll be smart again, Scott. <laughs> He's still smart. Well, but right. I didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean. Kansas is number one. Baylor, number two. Gonzaga, number three. Dayton. Number four, Crazy. San Diego State is number five as far as Big Ten teams go in this week's poll. Maryland has dropped a couple of slots to number nine. Penn State is 16. Iowa, 18. Michigan, 19. Ohio State, 23rd. Michigan State, 24th. As I mentioned, Illinois, 27th. Wisconsin, about 37th. But it's kind of interesting when you look at the AP poll and you look at the net rankings, there's quite a difference there in, in some of the positions the Big Ten teams are in. Yeah, and a lot of the different, you know, metrics, you know, the net, Ken Palm, what have you, like, you know, 
have like Michigan State in the top ten, Ohio State in the top fifteen. Um, but one of the the guidelines that you know, we get as AP voters is that head to head results matter, wins and losses matter, yeah. and um, that's why. I mean, I had Michigan in this week's ballot after you know not having them the last few weeks, but I had them after Illinois because Illinois has beaten Michigan twice. Uh, so that's where you, you can get the difference. You know where you know. Results matter, and maybe you know recency. There's a little recency bias in the vote as well. So it's always kind of interesting to see where they fall. And there's some voters that just like rely strictly on net or Ken Palm and uh, have some interesting ballots as a result. It took a while, but Illinois finally got ahead of another team they'd beaten twice, Purdue, in the net rankings. Purdue is now one slot behind the fighting a lot. Here's the way the Big Ten ranks in the net rankings, if you follow that. Maryland is 10th, Michigan State 13th, Ohio State 19th, Michigan 22nd, Penn State 25th, Iowa 27th, Wisconsin 29th, Rutgers kind of flip-flopped with Illinois there, and is 34th, Illinois is 35th, Purdue 36th, Minnesota, Indiana with some work to do there, uh, 42nd and 52nd, respectively. So, but I guess there's a lot of weight on that uh, those net rankings when it comes to uh, Selection Sunday. Yeah, and that's, it's replaced the RPI as kind of, I won't say it's the deciding factor, but it's certainly one of the, the bigger ones. And, you know, the net you know, takes into account some of the advanced metrics as well and, you know, and determining, you know, where teams fall. So, yeah, definitely the higher you can get by the end of the year, the, the better chance you have at NCAA tournament berth, or if you're kind of for sure in, you know, better chance at a better seed. I, I miss the RPI, RIP to the I, RPI. Really miss it, but I guess the net's fine too. It doesn't but, matter. Just tell me what you're using, and please stick to what you're using, and please don't vary much off that. And I, I, I guess we don't know for sure if they're going to do that. I assume they're going to look at a lot of things, right? That it can't be just one thing. Got to be how they look on on when you watch them in film. I think that's important. Right, we have got the phone lines open for a limited amount of time. If you'd like to join us for the next uh, maybe ten minutes, three five six nine three nine seven. This is Monday Night Sports Talk. We're at the uh, State Farm Center where Illinois takes on Nebraska in a game that's not officially sold out yet, but getting close. So if you're out and about and uh, you want to know whether or not you can walk up and get a ticket, you can, but uh, you better. Get on that and get it done. Nebraska coming in on an 11 game winning streak. Scott Ritchie into this ball game tonight. Illinois, about a 13 point favorite in this one. Yeah, and Nebraska and Northwestern both uh, have 11 game losing streaks. It's a tie for the, the worst in the Big Ten. And like they're the two teams that are uh, as far out of it as you could be in the conference because I think was it Minnesota and Purdue are nine and eleven conference play or the guess projected at nine eleven, but they're at, tied for eleventh, and then Nebraska's like six games behind them. I mean, they're not in the race, and uh, considering it's a first year coach, and then Fred Hoiberg had to essentially rebuild this roster from scratch. There's one returning player that played last year for Tim Miles, and another guy that sat out as a transfer. And everybody else is new, and uh, I'd say it's showing just by the fact that they can hang with teams for a while, and then it just falls apart. Well, they've got two Big Ten wins. One is over Iowa, which is impressive. The other is over Purdue a little while back, both at home, so they've not won on the road. Give them two years. They're going to be good. 
If next year they'll be better, as Scott pointed out earlier, got a lot of guys that are going to be eligible. But two years, Hoiberg, this is his, his history. He did a great job when he back, went to back, back to Iowa State. He's going to win in Nebraska. It's going to take some time, though. And I think people, people there understand that. That's why they got him. They wanted him to take them to the next level. He has a chance to do that. But it's going to take you two years at least to get going, and then maybe three or four or five to think about the tournament. We're talking about the, the NCAA tournament, how things will sort out for that. We've got some sorting out to do before that with the, the Big Ten tournament. If Illinois wins tonight, they'll pull into a multi-team tie in second place, uh, like a four or five, five it's or a, six team. It's a, it'll be a five-way tie for second yeah. if Illinois wins. Yeah. So then you start looking at tiebreakers. Of course, there's four more games after tonight and a lot to, that can happen, but it's, it's certainly interesting. Yeah, and I mean, kind of the question is like, you know, what day will your team, you know, play in the Big Ten tournament? And I don't think anyone's going to find out until the last game of the regular season because the teams are so jam-packed right. now, and I don't see that's going to change. And, you know, that last game will probably flip some team from, like, a top-four seed maybe into, you know, playing on the first day of right. the, the tournament, which is crazy, but it's mathematically possible still. I, I'm a weirdo, so yesterday I took the time to kind of project out the rest of the Big Ten. So I'm, I'm odd. I did that. I had Illinois second. Okay, so now it's probably, probably for my own good because I don't want them in the three-game, the sixth seed, because that would put them really late first night or second night. So I'm kind of thinking partly let's be two, so – Going to be a earlier game, so I got him in two, right, right behind Maryland. Maryland's going to be one. Maryland's going to win, the, and then I, and I think I had Illinois maybe tied with Penn State, but they win the tiebreaker. So I think Illinois is going to be two. Some other uh, news here uh, this afternoon: a major gift from Rex and Alice Martin and uh, the uh, Martin family for a softball training center, a six million dollar facility that was announced. A couple of hours ago, $3 million lead gift right. by the Martin family there, and a 13,000-square-foot uh, softball practice facility is on the horizon. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. And what, they're continu- continuing to build the things they need to compete at a high level, not just in the Big Ten, but beyond that. And I think Josh Whitman said this is going to be one of the better buildings in the, in the conference, and I think that's good. I think it's good to be all-inclusive and be have people, you know, have – all your facilities is good, so I think Illinois. And he got it when he got here. He had a lot of work to do, and they did it with Smith, Smith Center. They did it with uh, softball now and baseball, and demersion and all these things are coming. So I think they they've he's done a good really good job of identifying what's important and making money happen there and get it going. So good for the Martins. Very nice of them. Yeah, nice. That announcement was made. Uh just about an hour ago across the street from the State Farm Center here. We've got a couple of minutes left. Talk more about this ball game in a minute, but I want to get your opinion on the uh, momentum that is uh, building around the one-time transfer situation and how soon that might happen. And uh, it's it's interesting, but it's going to be semi-chaotic, I think, once it starts, whenever it does. Pretty crazy. Josh Whitman is part of that committee. He's part of, part of the people deciding. He couldn't talk a great great detail about it because apparently just the chairman is allowed to talk. But he was, you know, vaguely could talk about it. I think he recognizes that there, everything's changing. Things are moving. And to me, it's a no-brainer. You should, just like a coach can leave at a moment's notice for a better deal, student-athletes should be allowed to leave at a moment's notice for a better deal. 
one time, one time only. But be, and being in good standing academically, and but other than that, I I don't understand why anybody would resist this. It makes perfect sense to me. It's going to create some headaches for the coaches, but you know what? They make a lot of money, so they can deal with it. It's going to create some headaches for people trying to keep track of who's talking to who and when they're doing that. Uh, that's, you know. The, the poaching, so for lack of a better word, uh, of other players and other programs, Scott. Yeah, well, that happens now. I get because, it. Because, you know, you can go through intermediaries. Sure. and But it'll just be um, kind of on a, a grander scale. Um, but there are other NCAA sports that have immediate eligibility right. after a transfer. Volleyball is right. one. Um, softball is another. So some of the women's sports, so. That there's not consistency across the board, and that is probably an issue already. So why not just level the playing field, so to speak? And, I mean, transfers are going to happen regardless. I mean, you see the numbers now where so many players have to sit out a year. Like, it's not going to – I mean, there might be more, but there's already – a lot. So I don't know that the, the change in numbers is going to be that, that drastic. The inconsistency in the, in the waiver is, was really a problem. I think, the, I think the NCAA recognized that's a problem. You can't have one kid leaving, from, going to Ohio State and being eligible, kid going to Illinois from the same school, not being eligible. That makes no sense. So I think they're finally putting some reason, reasonable thought into this. So hopefully they'll get effects now. I think it's going to be a good thing overall. Definitely with the student-athletes, it's been a great thing. And you've got coaches breaking contracts all of the time. Of course. So. so why would we think they can leave but the players can't leave? That's that's insane. So luckily, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen very soon. It sounds like maybe as soon as this year. I think, again, coaches will be a little happy, unhappy, but, you know, get over it. Back to this ball game, got about a minute left, Scott. Your thoughts on uh, what you expect to see here tonight? We'll talk more about it when we get into our game day coverage, but uh, give me your thoughts on how you're feeling about this one. I, mean, I won't be surprised if Nebraska kind of hangs around early because they've done that several times this season, but um, they just they don't have a lot of maybe super capable depth, and I think in the long run, Illinois pull away in the second half for a win. I mean, I projected a win, so... Uh, should be a victory for the Illini, uh, and it's kind of a not not a must-win game, but it's definitely a can't-lose game for them. Game gets underway shortly after seven o'clock. Bob, Scott, thank you. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. That's going to take care of this edition of Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll be back at the Esquire with you uh, next week, right here on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Fighting Illini game day is up next. This is Steve Kelly. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy the ball game here on DWS.